Garage a mess? Don't stress. Get a hold of Rob at Nebraska Garage Solutions. Nebraska Garage Solutions is a locally owned and operated company that focuses on affordable garage storage solutions. The owner, Rob, will personally work with every customer from bid until job completion. They specialize in, but not limited to, overhead metal storage, custom wood shelving, pre-finished slat wall systems, and cabinets and entertainment areas. Are you looking to be the envy of all your neighbors? Get a hold of Nebraska Garage Solutions today. Follow on all social media platforms and check out over 50 five-star reviews. You can email rob at nebraskasolutions.com or you can call 402-987-8180. To check out their work, go check out www.nebraskagarasolutions.com. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. When you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hang on it, Mohammed. G-B-R. Kyle. Oh, it's not. That was even better than... It was better than the first time. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Good job. You didn't F that one up. Yeah. Second time's a charm. (laughs) (laughs) Go big red indeed. No block. No rock. Season three, episode 50. The five zero. Half century. Milestone. Yeah. It's Dave Remington. Almost done. Season three is almost done. It's almost done. The season is so damn long. (laughs) It'll finally be season four will officially be the Matt Rule era of No Block, No Rock. So what, we're coming up on probably 150 episodes total, you think? Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's probably on the low end. Hey, look, look, that, that is dedication. 150 episodes, dude. There's people that don't make past the third episode. Dude, there's this one podcast with these two girls, and they... Have this following, and for some reason they've posted three episodes in the last oh. three fucking years. <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. Well, but they they don't worry; they still tweet at you. But they have this imaginary podcast. That's what I call that. <laughs> we have a podcast. We come here every freaking week. You this know, is episode fifty, boys, know, of season three. You know this podcast that you're talking about. I haven't even thought about them and. <laughs> I haven't either, but he brought, he brought that up, and I was like, yeah, there's podcasts who claim they're a podcast. Yeah, I've seen more episodes <laughs> of just so many things that are just not a podcast that have more than that. They, I don't know, was it just lack of content? Was it a, a lack of willpower Excuses. I, on their end? What, what was it? I genuinely don't even know who we're referring to. And I think at this point, I don't want to. I don't, yeah. I'm, don't I don't have, worry about yeah, it. I have no idea who we're even referring don't to. Don't worry about it. You don't need butter. You don't need anything. Oh, Salt, oh I, know, I know what it is. Yeah. Anyway. Jesus. Anyway. You don't have to go to a movie. Th- Actually, you don't have to go to a movie theater to get that. Because you're not going to get it on Spotify <laughs> or on... Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, before we get too deep into this, let's uh, get into some housekeeping things. Follow us on Twitter at NVNR Podcast, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, uh, gosh, how many sites are we on? We're on TikTok. Hi. Uh, threads. We're on Threads. Thread. Yes, we kind are of on Threads. We are threading. We created it. Threads exist. Yes. It's there. In case somebody wanted to steal our at, we got it. Yeah, we got it first. Yeah. Ha. You can follow us to see 
you know, our first post or yeah, nothing. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Hello yeah. world. You I saw that and I was like, dude, there's no way that another app is going to be on my phone with more notifications with I'm look, I'm fuck, I'm tapped yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. I'm tapped out. Well, and threads is kind of failing already anyway. Their yeah. daily active user count is down like 60% over the last two weeks. It's so, literally Instagram. That's flashing. all it is. What? Instagram without the pictures. That's it. That, so it's Twitter, 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 so Twitter, yeah. Graham. Yeah. They're not doing anything that's, they're not satisfying a need that can already be satisfied. It's yeah. already there. They were banking on Twitter failing and Twitter hasn't failed yet. Well, not that's because now yet. I'm not running out of refreshes anymore. So they, they must have fixed that. That the proposal of only five hundred a day. Or yeah, something. that was crazy. How, that how was much were you stupid. on Twitter to hit that? I'm on Twitter all the time. Well, you got to think about it. it. So Jared and I are always on the Twitter, and so like oh. those things was it they across add up accounts. Quick. Yes, across oh. accounts. So like what? Yeah, we could hit five hundred pretty quick. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, that's different. Between like when he's on, when I'm on, dude. When you're doom scrolling. Yeah, all the time. Oh yeah. yeah. You can you can hit a hundred posts in. I prefer ten M- minutes. I prefer 100%. MF doom scrolling. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. In all caps, of course. Of course. Um, one more but, thing on the housekeeping. I, maybe it's not the, you know, one more thing, but uh, the live show, uh, we are doing the the voting right now. It is open until Wednesday. And I'm just going to let you know now, there are some close races. There's some close races. And one of them happens to be the Kool-Aidaholics Anonymous Mm. And I know there's some there's some high stakes. There's some dudes that really want that award. It's a it's, lot closer than it should be. It is a lot closer. <laughs> yeah. So get your get your votes in. Uh, that'll be open until Wednesday, and then we're ordering the trophies and we're getting kind of everything buttoned up and ready for to go for August nineteenth. August nineteenth. Yeah. And so Kyle, we were talking about this before the show. I think if people wanted to come and see the show, how much do they have to pay to get their ticket? Well, it's free. Oh, it's free. Oh, it's yeah. free. They can it's just free. show up. Oh, it's free. And the best part about it is that it's super informal. Yeah. Like, this is what we do, right? We just sit around. We bullshit. That's what we want you to do. We want you to come in. There's going to be a bunch of names that you probably recognize. If you if you listen to any podcast at all, chances are you probably know of some of the people that are going to be here. And they're going to be here just drinking and bullshit. And that's all we do. So... It's a good chance for you just to come in and hang out for a night. It's a shed light on what we get to do every Monday, but they get to do it one night and just enjoy themselves, but they have to pay for their beers. Right. <laughs> I will say if somebody we talk about, this event is very informal. Um, you don't need to dress up, but if one person shows up in black tie, I will buy you beers. Oh, all yeah. right. You show up in black tie and I'm talking real black tie. I'll buy you some beers because right. I find that hilarious. There's the proposal right there. There you go. Speaking of housekeeping, I want to give a, a quick shout out to one of our sponsors, Nebraska Garage Solutions. Mm. Go talk to Rob. The information was in the episode before uh, we, we kicked off, but uh, they do an awesome job. Uh, they, they did my overhead garage storage in my house, and I got everything off the floor in my garage. I have a three-car garage. All three vehicles are in the garage. We're not stepping over stuff or nothing. It is it is awesome. So if you want to clean up your garage and have that storage right above your garage doors or just have a kick-ass toolbox or something, reach out to Nebraska Garage Solutions. It is a sponsor of no, the No Block No Rock podcast. We know how important garages are for not just car storage, but like watch parties, tailgating, all that Hello. shit is done in our garage. You, football season is amongst us. Imagine guys. you're a football fan. We got the Big Ten. You're about to have games from like 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You want to have watch parties, but you can't because your garage is a disaster. 
get in touch with these guys. Yes. Mike, who is it? Rob with Nebraska Garage Solutions. You can right. find them at NebraskaGarageSolutions.com. Okay. Um, we are at Nebraska Brewing Company. I am drinking. It is back on tap for the season. It is. I am a basic biatch, so I got me a wick for brains, pumpkin ale. It's pretty good. I like it. It's the most feel popular basic. seasonal you or we put yeah. out. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm a basic bitch when it comes to anything pumpkin, pumpkin smoothies, pumpkin everything. Spice. It's not pumpkin spice, real pumpkin. I like real pumpkin. Excuse me. And that's what Sorry. you get when you drink Wick for Brains. It's really good. It's, it's rich and flavorful. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can see, but if you look back through those tanks that we can kind of see through, we are, like, there are already 24 pallets of that beer produced. Oh, yeah. We saw that weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. It is, that beer is ready to rock for this season. And what I'm most excited about is our head brewer, Tyson, uh, shout out. Uh, told me that this year's batch is probably the best batch of Wick for Brains he's ever made. So all the basic bitches come in. Wick for Brains is going to go nuts in, this year. If you if you see it, if you come into the tap room, try it on draft, get a six pack. But if you see it in the market, get it while it's out. I mean, it, it's going to go nuts this year. Could we see Wick for Brains at a future NBNR tailgate? I don't see any reason why we couldn't. That's going to be awesome. I'm just telling you now. Yeah. If you are near Lincoln during the football season and you happen to stumble upon the No Block, No Rock podcast tailgate, there might be a Wick for Brains in your future. Yeah. Okay. No Pretty cool. Not are, you, to. are you drinking Wick for Brains? What are you drinking? So I already drank the Wick for Brains, and I switched over to my favorite beer on tap, which is the EOS Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. Yes, sir. It's probably the best beer in America. Mm. Um, not to brag or be biased by any means, but it's a great beer. Kyle, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the same thing, Mike. Uh, I will say I asked for the squeeze today, and the tap was or the, the keg was all tapped out. So, uh, That's been I, pretty good. yeah, it's pretty good. Hey, we'll we'll get that fixed by next week for yeah, you. Don't worry. Appreciate it, but yeah, I've got the EOS as well. Okay, come to the tap room, Pills, Nebraska. Oh, yeah. I forgot about you. Yeah, it's okay. You don't have to ask me. <laughs> I just wanted. I waited till you started talking just so I could interrupt you. <laughs> hey, but you know what went well with, with what? Whoa. Hold Whoa, on. Hold, hold on. Okay. How would you say your mental focus is? Oh, it's focused. <laughs> <laughs> I, say it's, I think it's, I, I haven't. Look. look. <laughs> Anywho, uh, what I was just about to say, what went well with the beer was the Hale Varsity Club pizza and the yes. moth sticks that they just hooked us up Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to Hale Varsity Club on 120th and Giles right next to Cabela's. It is an ultimate experience. Great food. Great service. Go cool. check it out. Corn nuggets. Hey, Corn and something nuggets. else that's kind of cool about Hell Varsity Clubs when you walk in, you see all the Hell Varsity uh, magazine covers like yeah. on the wall. I just think that's so cool. Every time I walk in there, I just sit there and stare at it because it kind of gives you a, you know, we talk about the past a lot in, uh, yeah. in on the podcast. So you just sit there and you just kind of reminisce a little bit. My but, favorite part about that wall is looking at it and counting how many of the people on that wall we've had on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I love There's doing that. Few. <laughs> yeah. And the cool part about Hale Varsity Magazine is that your boys, No Block, No Rock podcast, are actually in the magazine. Hey, so if you are, are a subscriber, check it out. We're in there. If you're not, go subscribe and you'll see us in the magazine. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. See our, we got to update that logo that's in there, though. It's okay. Yeah. It's all oh, right. yeah, Small we do. Thing. Uh, come to the tap room, 108th and Harrison, Levisa, Nebraska. All right, guys, let's get into this. Yep. <clears throat> Just yesterday. They got another lineman. Well, this morning. Yeah, it was yeah. 1 a.m. It was 1 a.m. Who yeah. stayed up for that? Not me. Not me. <laughs> I was asleep. Um, 
I was up, but I wasn't up for that. I had did other, you? I had other things going on. What it just were you so happened. doing? Netflix. Were you refreshing, no. like waiting for the announcement, or did you just? Well, first of all, I don't have Netflix. I'm too cheap. <laughs> I have other methods to get my, you know, I'm not I'm not a sucker like the rest of you guys. Um, <laughs> what was your question? Were you, was I scrolling? Were you like refreshing the feed, waiting for the no, announcement, I, or no? I just. I, I was like doing other things. I was making videos for our little countdown thing. Ooh. And I was just like, every once in a while, I would stop by and be like, okay, what is Twitter saying? Twitter, Twitter. It's always about Twitter. And I just saw, hey, he's, he hold, held up the little Nebraska shirt. And that I'm was like, weird. Like the shirt, like he didn't put a hat on. Yeah. He's like, this is where I'm going, guys. <laughs> hey, it's all right. So, I don't care what he held up. I'm it, glad he's going yeah. to Nebraska. So. Leading into the decision, I guess, like starting probably two days ago, did you guys really have any doubt in your mind? No. I was That's pretty, why I didn't stay up. Yeah. I was pretty positive he was coming here anyway. Yes. Um, he well, mentioned in his decision that uh, Coach Raiola was a big factor in him wanting to come here. Uh, and kind of seeing that connection develop, I there was really no doubt in my mind. Well, I had saw, I had seen on Twitter like a couple of days ago where I think he might've accidentally like posted his commitment. Oh, that, he, he had done it like a couple of days before that. And everybody's like, what happened? Why did you take it down? Take it down? Like what's going on? Well, I think that was a, a recruiting service guy. That oh, okay. That. Yeah. And then he meant to put in a crystal ball instead of, like, like a full actual announcement. Oh, okay, so gotcha. that was the uh, the screenshot I saw from I don't know what Twitter account that showed like committed, and then like two minutes later, it was decommitted. And I was like, wait, eh? what, like what the fuck happened here? <laughs> he wasn't supposed to commit today. Okay, but since you brought up Donovan Raiola, yeah, you know, like landing this guy, yeah, that is awesome. I did. I have seen some some like some people tweeting about. Oh well, those of you that said Donovan Raiola was only kept because of Dylan Raiola and all this other stuff. And like, I don't know that that just like rubbed me the wrong way because that we were some of those people that kind of said like that's probably a pretty big reason. I'll hundred, I'll, yeah. I'll own it. I said that. But however, even though that didn't work out with Dylan Raiola yet, Donovan. Look, just because Donovan didn't get Dylan doesn't mean that he's not going out after the number one offensive lineman in Hawaii now. No, like Donovan and number eleven in the country. Right, like, Don, Donovan should have thrown a hissy fit and quit. Or Rub- Will should have fired him. <laughs> yeah, on the spot. Yeah. So I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, I mean, just what? I don't think I don't think you're wrong saying that it was a big part, but yeah, but what? Of a, course, he still can do his job. Yeah. What a dumb take. Poly yeah. pipeline. Oh, well, yeah. Poly pipeline. Yeah. Poly pipeline. It's well, back, baby. Oh, dude, bring me back to Calabrasca. No. Give me, give me a team. Give me a line full of Tony Ofenodis. I'll take that all day. Yes. Yep. Um. So it it looks like you know the the main schools that were after him. You got Arizona, Auburn, you had Oregon, you know, with the O's and hold up the O's with the other coach. Mm -hmm. Um, Alabama, we don't know if that was entirely committable, but he had him in in his final five. And he is the fourth line commit, the highest rated so far, because there is still another guy that's out there on the radar, Grant Bricks. Can you imagine if they can get this guy? Taumua and Grant Bricks. Oh, do you think I'm drooling? Do you think getting Taumua um, adds to the appeal for Grant Bricks? Well, sure. I I mean, you've got another very very high caliber teammate right there to help you get the job done. Sure. I, I can't imagine that it detracts. No, it certainly doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. When you're building in the trenches, I mean, Matt Rule said it when he got hired, it was like, you know, we're going to start right there in the trenches, offensive defensive line play, and he's going out and he's getting dudes at the offensive line, which is good. Listen, man, like as good as these players are, and like they're the best players on their team, and usually they're better than the people that they go up against. They they know that they need other people around them mm-hmm. in order yeah. to even be effective themselves because you can't do it all on your own. And if you are trying to do it on your own, the other team knows. Yeah. And like they'll they'll either avoid you or they'll go Belting after you, you yeah. or just like but you have to have other guys around you to do, even be effective. Well, right. Mike, I, I love your point about uh, Rule really focusing on that O-line. I don't think any one of us at this table was going to disagree with the statement that the O-line is the most important unit on the football field. Like, mm. I, I think that's an easy statement. And yeah, like really focusing in the trenches, that's where you win and lose games. So having that focus there and getting guys like Tamua in there and hopefully Grant Bricks, that's where we're going to see the most improvement. Yeah. Yeah, some of the criticism so far for for Matt Rule has kind of been like the promise that the offensive line and the defensive line would be the sole focus. And then you kind of look at the recruiting and everybody that I've heard talk about the recruiting rankings and kind of where our next target should be is be on the offensive line and the defensive line. And so you land like Grant Bricks and you land this guy and all of a sudden now one of the biggest concerns, I guess, if you will, about Matt Rule leading into the year, you're like, oh, okay, well, Hey, I really don't have a whole lot to complain about now. But it takes time. It does take it time. It takes time to develop those guys. If you're throwing oh. a guy in, like a Teddy Brahaska or Bryce Benhart, when they're freshmen, that's a problem. You saw yeah, how well that We've seen go. the development, <laughs> the Do lack thereof. We've seen that for the past decade plus. Like, this guy needs to play, even though he's 18 years old. In the Big Ten, he needs to play because there's nobody else there. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've seen how poorly that's gone. I want to, um, we address and have addressed multiple times, you know, season predictions. And we've always said you cannot pick six and six. I had a discussion the other day where someone mm. asked me and I explained our whole bit about you can't pick six, pick six and six. Got to be seven and five, five and seven or any other number. Got to pick a side. Pick a side. Uh, and I, I told this person that, you know, I was riding on the seven and five side right now. And their response was, well, what if we beat Minnesota? And I said, well, I, I still think I'm probably riding with seven and five. And I was told that if we beat Minnesota, you know, nine and three is very much in the cards. And I was like, I think you need to pump the goddamn brakes. Jesus. Pump the damn brakes. <laughs> Gosh. Let rule work. Like, sure, again, we've talked about, and I believe our, our guest last week, Marissa Voss, who is amazing, um, brought it up that Matt Rule is in a better situation year one at Nebraska than he was year one at Temple and Baylor. And I might agree with that. But the sure. conference is a lot harder it's here a, it's than a very tough conference. where he was at at Temple and Baylor. Yeah. And so, uh, again, seven and five is a great season this year. A great season. Eight and four. If we got eight and four, I would cry. I will cry on camera for you if we get eight and four. Nine and three, pump the goddamn brakes. <laughs> I just think, you know, and I, I don't know if we'll get into our I'm not predictions getting into yet, predictions no, this early. No, I want to hear I, about I, fall simply, camp and the injuries that are going to happen yeah, at fall camp, I'm I sure. I'm simply trying to address how, like, as we are getting a better recruiting class and we're getting these great guys, calm down. 
There, the, nothing has been proven yet. Eh, relax. Every, the, every impression that we have that you have is still all speculation. Give it time. A lot of people, you know, they recognize that what Matt Rule's been given here or what he's inherited is not as bad as the other stops he's been. You guys are still underestimating the, the work that needs to be done. So just yes. keep that in mind. Relax. R E L A C K S. C K S. Um here, but just kind of going back to your point about like Riola and recruiting rankings. What I need to see is a list of recruits, a list of commits, and the top two or three guys are linemen. That's what I need to see. Yep. And with Taumua, he is behind Carter Nelson. You know, Carter Nelson's the the stud, the the crown jewel of the class. Hopefully, like that'll turn out. And if they can get bricks, I think he's even he's even higher rated than Taumua. So that's top two out of the three that are linemen. That's what I need to see. Yep. And if you're trying to build, like Matt Rule was given an eight year contract for a reason. Yeah. So if you can. If, the, if your first full class has those two highly rated offensive linemen, I think you're off to a pretty good start. Well, and again, with linemen, I guess in any unit, success is going to breed success. So if we bring in good lines in year one and two and we see significant development and we see success from those guys, you're going to be able to get better recruits because they're going to see that this is a program that can develop me and potentially make me ready for the NFL. So yeah, yeah focus the line right now and you'll, you'll see that success down the road, too. You need to do that every year, though. I mean, no, I agree. They should always be on the top of your recruiting list. I don't yeah. care how deep your O-line is. It's not deep enough. Yeah. But, but we can <laughs> yeah. continue it's to get not. higher and higher rated recruits. If we get, like, we've got two four-stars right now in uh, Taumua and oh. Oh. Mainsworth. Carter. Carter Nelson. No, we have more than two um, four-stars. No, on the line. Well, well Carter's hard. Carter, he's a tight end. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, sorry. okay. So, on the line, you got Talmua. Yeah. Okay. I got to scroll a little bit. It's a little concerning. Three we stars. Also, <laughs> we also, I looked at our three-star recruits uh, this morning, actually. I looked at their composite rankings on 24-7. A lot of them are kind of on that bubble where they could potentially get bumped up to a four-star. Yeah. Yep. And then you have Gibson Pyle out of Texas. Yep. Ashton Murphy from Elkhorn South here in Omaha. And lastly, is that it? That's it. Yeah, so you've got, oh, I'm sorry, Landon Davidson from Colorado. So, yeah, Landon Davidson's a low rated, but that's okay. Hey, we're, you're pulling. We're not talking, you know, Matt Rule has a reputation of having an eye. Yeah. And yeah. being able to the develop. Big D. So. And they've already bumped up some of the recruits just based off of Matt Rule's eye. So, yeah, I, Danny Kalen got bumped to a four star after what, like two weeks? On most services, not all of them. Okay. Well, there, I guess this could be another thing, but there was kind of a little bit of controversy with that because he's rated like the 40th rated quarterback. And it's like, well, he went to the Elite 11. Like, he should be like at Top least 11. the 11th. Yeah. But he's like 40th. Yep. On, I don't know if it's on three or whatever, but. That was just one where, uh, you know, people think you get invited to these camps and it's just automatically, oh, top 11. Well, not I, necessarily. Eh, yeah. There's more than 11 guys there anyways. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's, we've talked about I, a number of times. Stars give you an idea of where a player's at, but stars don't fucking matter. Yeah, they do. 
No, they really don't. Yes, they do. If you are, there are a lot of players that have gone into D1 with zero, like just unrated players that have come out as absolute breakouts, gone to the NFL, had great careers. There are a lot of players that have gone in as four or five stars that have had shit careers. They give you an idea of where a player is at, but stars do not matter. It's I would about like what you're going to do on the field. I would like. To, I would like to see the statistic for the guys that went unranked through high school and then turned into just absolute studs and made it to the NFL. And well, and that list is going to be a lot. Smaller it's going to be really small. Yeah, I but, would but like the list you, of four and five star guys that just are absolute busts is not as small as that. I would like you to go look at the last fifteen. We could even go twenty. Go last. Go last to the like fifteen twenty years of national champions, and then go look at their recruiting ranking, and then tell me that stars don't matter. That's just what I want to do. That's, now, uh, but that's because that, that is that is talent and administration working together to create a great product. Again, it doesn't. It, it's not all about that star. There is a lot that goes into taking those four and five star players and turning them into you know national championship caliber players. They're not walking off the field in high school and they're like, oh yeah, this guy's winning a natty next year. That's not how it works. There's I, a lot more that goes into. I that. think this whole stars matter discussion. I made a video about this. I don't know if you guys watched. I it, watched but, it. I watch all your but, videos. I thank you. I just think that depending on what your expectations are, stars either matter or they kind of don't. Like, if you're trying to win natties, then, yeah, you want to be top five in the recruiting ranking. You just do. You have to well, be. Because historically, that's just, you know, TCU, again, that is an but, anomaly that yes. doesn't happen that often. They so, also got annihilated. Exactly. So By the guys with the top the five. Guys with, yeah. yeah. Right. But, so if you're trying to win national championships, you want to be top five. Nebraska, as long as they're top 30 and they are – developing guys and you're not looking for a national championship, I'm fine with getting the high three. Yes. But you I know? will say, so we were supposed to have Josh Banderas on tonight. Yep. And what I did is I wanted to go and listen to our previous interview with him back in 2021. Okay. We interviewed with him and he brought up a really good point that really caters to this topic. He said, well, when we played in a bowl game, you know, I was a special team teamers. That's what he said. What was, he says, what was that word you just said? Special teamer? No. Uh, oh, bowl game. Yeah. Bowl, that, that was, <laughs> I know. Weird, right? So he was playing on special teams, and he said it was different watching the guys in the South play or the SEC do special teams because the guys that are not getting those good recruits are having those walk-ons, a lot of white dudes running down the field, right? Yeah. And then you go to the South, and it's a bunch of those four- and five-star guys that haven't played yet. So the talent is just the, it's the talent and it's the depth of those good programs versus like a program like Nebraska right now where we don't have that depth. And, we, and talent really hasn't been an issue. But when you've had these four-star guys that have been buried on our depth chart and they haven't been developed properly under the previous staff, then it's, it becomes an issue. Or they don't yeah. get the chance to develop because they just leave. Yes. Well, and yeah. Again, it comes back to exactly a point that you just made, Mike, where you see those guys that are four or five stars that are you know itching for a chance to play in special teams is their chance to prove I'm supposed to be here, is we go back to what I said earlier with success breeds success. You have a team full of four and five stars and you keep bringing more and more in, you're going to get that talent deeper, deeper into your roster because those guys want to come play there but they have to play in, you know, the ancillary units. Not that special teams doesn't matter. It's very important. Mm -hmm. um, but that's their chance to shine. And so, yeah, you, you develop a lot of that. So with what Rule's doing with the recruiting classes right now, um, looks fantastic. And if we continue to just build on top of it, 
I'm not saying that we're competing for a natty anytime soon, but we will certainly become a much more competitive team because of that kind of thing. Well, MJ Sherman just transferred from Michigan, the best school in the country, and he was a special teamers guy. Georgia. Georgia. What did I say? Michigan. 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 I don't know why I said Michigan. It's close enough. Well, Hausman left for Michigan. He came from the best school in the country in Georgia, and he was a special teamer as a five-star. He's come, and he, he didn't want to leave Georgia, but he came here for an opportunity to play. Yeah. So a lesser school gives him an opportunity. I lesser don't know. school. <laughs> yes. Okay, but I don't think they're repeat national champions. I'm willing to say that we're a lesser school than Listen, Georgia. Listen, it's a fair assessment. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying it's not fair. Just sad, that's all. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next thing, um, just real quick, you know, Big Ten Media Days is coming up, and Nebraska did pick a few representatives Ethan Piper, Jeff Sims, and Luke Reimer. Now, you know, Jeff Sims never played it down here at Nebraska, but if things are to go well for Matt Rule in year one or year two, you're probably going to need Jeff Sims to play well and Mm -hmm. be on the field. And, you know, he's got experience playing at Georgia Tech, so I'm not, like, totally surprised by this. Um, But is it, like, do you guys have any overarching takeaways about Big Ten Media Days? who was chosen or anything. Yeah, I, I like Jeff Simmons being selected because your quarterback needs to be your leader and your captain. Yeah. And I remember what, it was like a few years back that, was it Adrian or was it was it Adrian that wasn't selected as a captain of the team? No, that was, that was last year. It was Casey yeah. Thompson. Oh, Casey yeah. Thompson was not a captain of the team. Which is insane. You need a guy who is going to be your leader. Who the hell was coaching that team last year that doesn't pick Casey as a captain? <sighs> Don't Dare we say, well, there's, former there's head coach just, Scott? There, yes. There's a few guys that coached last year. You need, yeah. <laughs> you need your leader to be QB one, and this guy he has experience on the field. He's seen some things. He's seen some shit. Well, you already I'm, know what I'm going to say about the whole quarterback being a yeah. Kid. It doesn't matter if you're laying on your back. Well, no, no, no. Oh, that no, the greatest Nebraska team of all time. Yes, Tommy yeah. Frazier was yeah. not considered a. Captain, just saying. So I, uh, I did, stood. Did you, did you guys know that he wasn't? He wasn't a captain. I stood on my soapbox. So, bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah. I was on my soapbox earlier. Brooke this Berenger, episode. I mean, <laughs> what? What about him? There was just a lot of controversy in that, that, what that, in that year. Like Tommy didn't play all year. The blood clots. The but Brooke, they, they, but yeah. they're the best college football team of all time, and their yes. quarterback wasn't a captain. But you said the team. Needs but the quarterback didn't even play the whole season. Is what I'm saying. Well, that was 94, but... Yeah, uh, well, I, was thinking, I was saying 94 as being the best team, but in 95, I guess, whatever. <laughs> but so Come on, Mike. More, come more power, baby. more power to you, I guess. I come know. with it. I talked about earlier in the episode that the most important unit on a field is your O-line. I stand by that. Get it. I will say if you go into a single position, the most important position on the field is QB, and I don't think that's a hot take either. Why are they the most pay, highest paid player on an NFL roster? There's a lot more for them to do individually. Um, so yeah, no, I, I love having, you know, again, from what we've seen and heard of Sims so far, I think I am excited to see what he can do on the field during the actual season, but I think it's a great move to put him up there and again, prop him up as a leader and, you know, try and get this team to rally around him. There are a lot of guys on this team that weren't here last year. Um, there are a lot of guys that were on the team from last year that are still kind of trying to develop this team identity and putting it around a guy like Sims, I think is a fantastic move. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see how Matt Rule just kind of like wipes up the floor with all the reporters and stuff. 
Like he's, he's going to have them like this. He, yeah, seriously. They're going to be, they're going to be talking about this dude for a week after that event. Like it's going to be, he leaves his mark. He does. Yes. He's going to have everybody up there fired up. He's going to have everybody in the palm of his hand. And I do uh, remember, I do remember when Scott went to his first he did that Big too. Ten media day. Oh boy. Wait, remember when Big Ten Network came to Nebraska for, you know, like their, their, their tour or whatever. And they go and they interviewed each team while they're in fall ball. Boy. Those guys were like, they're they're playing harder, they're playing faster. Man, he's gonna get this stuff going. Blah blah oh, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like we're gonna get the same treatment. So just you know, pump like we said earlier, oh, sure. pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do like that Ethan Piper is going. Same of course. You is know, is he going to start? I don't think he's even gonna start. I, maybe this is a sign that I mean, look. If, I'm just saying, if you look at the line projected wise, it would be Teddy Turner. Ben Scott, Scott. Nori, yeah, Ben Hart. Well, I well, mean, that's a good point. That's a good question, Mike. I'm just, I'm just saying, you, yeah, is he even going to? There, there's a few guys that you named there. I'm like, hmm, I don't know if he deserves a start. Well, <laughs> there's a few. You're probably thinking of a few guys like, hmm, this guy, this guy. Yeah, that's kind of been the problem. Is like, there's a few guys that have been starting. That well, and I'll, maybe they shouldn't. I'll say but this Piper too. Piper only plays guard, is what I'm saying, and. Obviously, um, Turner can go out to tackle, but you can't move most. You're, you're turning Turner into a guard. You can't turn a guard into a tackle, in my opinion, because usually they're a lot shorter and it's just a different body type. Well, and I think the other thing, too, about Piper, like, no, this is not a guarantee that he's going to start. But I also think that, like, he was a guy that was out there talking to the media, like, last year. And he was talking when, during, like, uh, summer ball was going, I don't know, during spring ball, excuse me. Um, I think he's just more articulate and he likes to do it. There's yeah. going to be some guys that just like aren't good at that stuff and they'll probably just make your team look bad like to the media because they suck at talking and all, all that. I think Piper's okay. He's good at that stuff. So, But well, name a captain that we've had in the past that doesn't start. That's just weird. It's just weird to me. So maybe he does. Is that guarantee so. that he's the starter? My, we still got a long ways to go. I guess I have 45 days. I don't know which way to side on this because, you know, is he named a captain if he's not a starter? And again, this is speculation at this point. If he's not a starter, is he named a captain because he is, you know, this leader, like good for the culture, getting everybody working harder. Mm. Um, but the secondary part of that is how strong of a leader do you, can you really be if you're trying to lead the guys that are in front of you? Um, like that seems like that could be difficult. Well, look, I mean, Matt rule has talked over and over again about how important it is to be like a team player and be a leader inside the locker room. And they talked about all these programs that they put out over the, the last year talking about, Oh yeah, we've got the guys going out in groups and we're grading them on how reliable they are. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this very well could be a show that like, Hey, he's a young guy and you know what? Maybe he might not start this year, but God damn it, inside the locker room, the dude is one of the most reliable, hardworking people that we could have put out in front of the media. I will yeah. say, he's been on the 10 percenters, I think, almost every time, if not sure. every time. Is oh, your yeah. boy still missing from that West? Yes. We want to talk about the 10%. So Matt Rule posts, like, the 10%, the, the guys that are doing the above and beyond things. And one name I have not seen on there that is driving me insane <laughs> because he's a senior leader and a starter for the last three years 
It's Quentin Newsom. He has not been on the 10 percenter. Right. And when you need guys to buy in and lead by example, and you're not having a senior leader who's been here a long time, it's a little concerning to me. I'm probably overthinking it. It's, I don't, it's July. Yeah. Yes. Well, so here's my thought. I bet Rule comes in here and sees Newsom as like this leader. He's been a starter. Um, maybe the bar is just set higher for him. Higher standard. Says, I know what you can do. Maybe. And I need you to work harder than you've ever worked to get on that list. Thank you. And to, I needed that. Like, from yeah. what we've understood of Rule so far, that honestly could be the case. This goes to the point that this maybe these lists that are coming out, top 10%, whatever, I mean, it's not for us yokels. No. Like, it's not for it Mike be. Delaware. It's like, not. Oh, it's about the team, and, like, the team sees this, and they go, oh, shit, well. I want to be on that list. My thing, though, is that if you're a freaking dog and you're competitive, you want to be on that list. If you're a senior and you're you're fully bought in, and this is like a team-oriented thing now, mm. you want to be on that list. And if you haven't been on that list in the first six weeks or whatever it is, that's concerning to me. I don't, I hope that's it, though. I hope the bar is just higher for him. Like, we don't know I've the- seen all these guys on here. I mean, there's walk-ons on there. There's, there's guys that have started a couple games – 54 has been on there a bunch of times. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Again, maybe this kind of goes to the point, like, if a walk-on's making it, then, like, the bar's there lower. is a little lower bar. Like, well, we'll give you some attention. Like, yeah, he's on the team, guys. Like, it's fine. Like, he's still playing football. He's the top but, 10%. But Quentin Newsom, like, you know he's on the squad. Like, yeah. you don't, he doesn't need He doesn't need to the recognition. The maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But I don't know. We don't, we don't know. concerning. The, we don't know the parameters about what how people get on the list. Yeah, I yeah. could give you like 10 conspiracies about that list like right off the bat. <laughs> Piper is on the list though and he is a team is I wouldn't say he's a team captain yet though, right? No. No, no he's just no, just representing he's just been the media selected day. to speak on yeah. behalf of the university. Which is big. Which is good. Yeah. Yes. Big. Um okay, real quick, I know we're probably coming up on break, <gasps> right? Oh yeah. Okay, so we've got we've got one question here from uh Corn, Corn Fed Nebraska Near. That's the one. My man, thanks for tuning in, dude. Um, how would you guys grade our lines going into this year? I don't know if I could grade them yet because, like plus. I said, so fall camp is exactly <laughs> two weeks away from today. Okay? okay. The offensive line could have a lot of injuries. There's a lot of things that could happen. Yeah, you kind of well, have to so wait until the depth chart shit, comes out. That's starting, what, a year ago, Nori got suspended before the season started during fall camp. Damn Come it, Nori. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of shit that can happen. You but, need to have that chemistry. That starting five that you named. Yes. Let's just assume okay. everything's healthy there. We're all good. Okay. Are, are we calling it, like, healthy for the season? What do we rate, like, on a scale of, like, A to a, F? A to F. Yeah. Okay. A plus to F minus. I'm going to call it a B minus. Wow. Really? That's high. Yeah, wow. I was going to say, like, C. I was going to say C gonna plus s- or B minus. I was going to say a C minus. Yeah. I was going to say D plus. Yeah, God, but I'm, I could I could go up to fuck, C minus because I could go up to C minus like D plus was last year. Now this year they have Ben Scott. Yes, a lot of experience. Nori's back. Nori's back. I guess I I and should've... he's on off steroids, so like he's got to be stronger. You would. Think. I should have clarified. Are we are we ranking this against previous Husker O lines or nationwide? I mean, just like, the, how do you feel about the general state of our offensive line right now? Not, I mean, not compared I mean, to anybody, just, just how do you feel about the names that were just listed? How do you yeah, feel yeah, about it? Yeah, because we don't know uh, other offensive line. I was comparing it against years prior. 
Years um, prior, and you say B minus? Holy yeah. shit. Um, so I, I guess, uh, yeah, I, I still sit around that C plus B minus range. I mean, I if we're comparing nationwide, bullish. then we're a C minus, maybe a D plus. I mean, immediately, like my thought just goes to like it's it's been a Frankenstein piece of our football team mm. for ten years. You do, what? What? Tell me, what continuity do you have year after year after year? No, it's patched you don't it have, together. Yeah, you don't have a, a new guy that lasts for four and a half year, four years, five years. You don't have like you couldn't say, oh yeah, look at this recruiting class, and three of them are still on the offensive line in three years. Well, they are. The Turner is. Bryce yeah. Benhart is. But th- right, but this would be the first one in the last yeah. 10 yeah. years. How many times can you say that's happened? It's yeah. been Frankenstein up well, until this point. That's it's why constantly, that's, why that's honestly why I'm better. like that's why I'm at a C minus. Is the camaraderie, the the yeah. chemistry between those guys has to be better. They've they've played together for so long. Even Nori missing last year, he was still able to practice. Yeah. So yeah. like they have chemistry. And Ryle the second year. Yes. Ideally year you, yeah, yeah, the year 2 thing, the Ben Scott thing. That's why I'm a little C optimistic. Minus. C minus. So you so we factor in the experience. Some people would say experience is a good thing. Some people would say, hey, the experience has been not good. So like we don't need to have experience. Uh, and then you, uh, year two of Riola, you have your head coach and the offensive coordinator, hopefully on the same page and not arguing with each other about shit. <laughs> what? And maybe that. Sorry, I said shit. I, I know. <laughs> hopefully that leads to more camaraderie and stability and hopefully forming an identity of sorts. I know we've talked about this previously this season too. How many coaches do we have on the staff that have O-line experience? Is it four? We have four guys with O-line experience. Rule, Satterfield, Rayola, and uh, Ed Foley have all been offensive line coaches. So that's like, I'm optimistic on this O-line. I'm not saying, you know, we're going to go out and knock teeth out or anything like that. But I, I think... Maybe wrongfully so. I've been wrong before and I'll be wrong again. Mm. But I, I think there is a lot of room. I, I know there's a lot of room to improve on that O-line, but I think this is a staff that can do it. The, big, the biggest thing that takes pause to that, I think for me, is just the depth. Yeah, and depth has always been an issue. I mean, like you said, for like the last 10 years, and that's still a very, very big concern. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this coaching staff, you know, if... They can do what I think they can do. I, I stand by that C plus B minus ranking. You're more okay. bullish. I think that's a good time to take a break. Sure. Top off our beers and we'll be back. Are you looking for more space and a little more green in your life? Well, I'm Tyler Johnson with Nebraska Realty, and I specialize in helping you find your ideal acreage, hunting property, or farmland in Nebraska. Reach out to me to find your outdoor dream. If you're already a landowner, and are looking to sell, I'm your man for the job. As an endorsed land agent, I have specialized knowledge in land sales, plus industry resources, and a unique marketing strategy to sell your property for top dollar. I also have access to facilitate a 100% online auction for you through our partnership with auctiontime.com. You can reach me at 402-616-5801 or find me at realtortylerjohnson.com. You can find my other contact information in the episode description. Uh, We have a saying, no blog, no rock. Thanks, Troy. Guys, as we come back after break, I got a pickle fight. It's awesome. Thank you. I got another Pilsner. Of course. I know you weren't asking. Give me s'mores. Give me s'mores. Give me s'mores. Uh, 
Kyle would have gotten a half, a half of Eisen. Yeah. Okay. So the next thing we'll talk about, guys, is there was a little article that was written. Um, it's by, let's see, who are these guys? Who are the, Buckeyes Wire. Oh, jeez. Oh, I wonder this if they're biased. So let's yeah. see. <laughs> um, they, they ranked the best traditions in the Big Ten Conference, okay? We'll just go through this. There's going to be some that you don't care about. And if you don't, just say it then. Number 10, Paul Bunyan's axe. Do you guys even know who plays besides Kyle? Because he's looking on the computer. Who plays for Paul Bunyan's axe? You that guys that's Minnesota. In Wisconsin. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Number 10, Wisconsin we, we versus did. Minnesota. Oh, yeah. What do you guys think? Number 10, Paul Bunyan's axe. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I my opinion safe, is that it, there is so many fucking trophies in the Big Ten <laughs> yeah. for everything. Yeah. I don't care. I, I I'm think, sure it's cool. Whatever. Yeah. It's cool for them. Yeah. You <laughs> I, get a cool axe. I, yeah. I do love that when it's presented, they go and like chop down the goalpost. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but I think 10 is a good spot for that. Paul Bunyan's axe. Again, like Nebraska and Nebraska fans, we are relative newcomers to the conference. So if there's any Big Ten fans listening, sorry, not sorry that we're not as gung-ho about your dog shit trophy. <laughs> we've had, but we've had rivalries since the land before time with, yeah. with the teams like Oklahoma and Colorado. Notre and, Dame. And the only one I can think of that actually even came with a freaking trophy is Missouri. And we got a bell. Yeah. But other than that, like, was there any other You ones? know, it's funny because... Nebraska versus Oklahoma was a trophy game, but it was for the conference the title. Oh, oh <laughs> I see. See how that works. <laughs> yeah. You see how that works. Okay, number nine. We've got the big, the big bass drum, big bass bass drum, the big whatever. dumb drum. Yeah, <laughs> big whatever. Drum. Purdue. Uh, let's see. Why does it make the list? Uh, it was commissioned in 1921. Can be seen at home football games, at Purdue special events. Uh, Ten feet high. Uh, the the drum at Purdue. I, Yay. I take it back. Paul Bunyan's act should have been number nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the How drum. dare you? Stupid as fuck. How dare you diss Purdue? Do how dare you? Number eight, gold pants. Ohio State. Never even heard of it. Okay, so yeah. why does it make the list? Ohio I take State it versus- back. Paul Bunyan's act should have been number eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why does it make the list? Ohio State versus Michigan, the best uh, game. Okay. Every time the Buckeyes beat the Wolverines, each player is awarded a pair of gold pants charm. So it's like a, it's a keychain. You get a little yeah. necklace. That's the uh, dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's cute. It was started back in 1934. Wow. This, uh, uh, let's see. Ohio State head coach said, they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like the rest of us. I actually hop into mine both legs. Yeah, um, this is another really great okay. point because uh, for nine and eight, they mentioned, I believe, number nine, the drum started in the twenties, gold pants started in the thirties. Yep, this is a really good time to let everyone know that just because your tradition is old doesn't mean it doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> good point. What's next? Another Purdue one, the Boilermaker Special. That sounds dirty. There are mascots, and then there are mascots. We can we can't forget about Purdue Pete's, but the official mascot of Purdue. Vers- University is a literal engine nicknamed the Boilermaker Special. It was introduced in 1940. Okay, so they, they have a, a train. Okay. Yeah. Neat. Good. Um, believe it or not, the engine can actually get up to 75 miles per hour. 
Oh, hey. full steam ahead. Let's go. Yeah. Choo choo, mother. <laughs> full steam ahead to three wins this season. Go get it. Okay, number six, the tunnel walk, oh. Nebra- Nebraska. What's that? All right, That's number six. six. Yeah, so let's read. Why does it make the list? Nebraska's tunnel walk has only been around since 94, but even if you aren't a Husker fan, experiencing it will give you chills. The team prepares to enter the stadium by walking down red carpet with fans surrounding them then burst out onto the field to a frenzied crowd of over 90,000 fans. It's all shown on the Jumbotron while serious plays. I'm So number six. I'm no. biased, but I'm surprised that's not higher. They well, are missing the best part of that tradition. Go on. Touching the, the horseshoe. horseshoe. The horseshoe, yeah. How do you, you forget about the horseshoe? Because a fun fact about touching the horseshoe is it dates back to the 1970s. Ooh. Yeah, I'm so, again, okay. like, I'm biased, um, but I'm surprised that's not higher. Well, we got to see what else. Yeah, we got to see what else. Yeah, yeah there might be some really cool shit. More Ohio there. State. Okay. So. Guaranteed. Well, there hasn't been one Ohio State. There, yeah, that's yeah, be number the, one. the gold, gold pants, pants was already oh, Ohio Sorry, State. Sorry, I yeah. forgot. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that <laughs> uh, Number five, the whiteout at Penn State. Okay, I do love that. The whiteout's dope. I don't mind losing to that. Yeah, just on first blush, when I think of the Big Ten... That's this is one of. of the things I think of, right? At yep. Just first hand, right? But White it's number out. five. So let's keep going. Yeah. Okay. There must be better ones on here. Okay. Number four, the Go Blue banner. What? That no. Michigan runs out and touches. No. I take it, I, I no, take it back. Stupid. The Paul Bunyan act should have been number seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple, but it's still iconic. No, it's not. In 1962, Michigan was having a bad year. A literal, a literal bed sheet was made by the hockey coach's wife with a block M on it to show the team support. Now, before every home game, the Michigan players take the field and run and jump on it with seniors in front and freshmen in the back. When you watch it, you know you are watching college football. Who How could you cares? Yeah, that's pretty lame. Yeah, that's anyway. stupid. I disagree with that one. Okay. I think it should be on the list. I don't know. Let's keep going. Jump around. I, I keep that way up again. There. Jared and I did that in yeah. Wisconsin, and we that did. was a good time. I, if I was making this list, I got to do jump around one time. Um, it was 2016, I believe. That was some of the coolest shit I've ever seen in college football. Cool. I, I probably would have put that at my number. But one. back to jump around. That stadium is freaking weird because mm-hmm. they trickle in. Like their student section comes in yeah. slowly, and you're missing half the freaking game. <laughs> yeah. So. I like the jump around tradition. It was cool. Like Jared jumped. Oh, you know, it was cool. I was on my tiptoes. He jumped a little bit. I have a feeling. But I, that was was that number four eh. or three? That was number three. I can I guess at what number two is? Go for it. Is it the wave? It is the wave. I knew it. Mm. The Iowa wave. Okay, look. Here we go. Come on, come on. Regardless of what you think about Iowa, oh, that shit. is a genius thing to do at a football game, and I love it. I hate Iowa. I stand behind the wave and I love that they do it. Yep. I waved. I went I went to Iowa City. I waved to the kids. You waved to the kids? That was it. I love the kids. I waved, I love, I waved I love to all the kids. Hello kids. Hello. I love you all. I, you're the best. They I tell me the you're wave. the best. They tell me you're sick. We're waving at you. It is the <laughs> we love you. We it hope. is the only time I'll compliment Iowa. Yeah, I'm not good job on the way. Good do. job. You put a hospital <laughs> in the middle of your football field. Hey, okay, you know, good on you, Iowa. Good on you, Hawkeye fans. That's amazing. It's yeah. a great tradition. Hey, hey, remember that time we beat Iowa though? Hey. 
<laughs> Seems like uh, poor spirit to do it there, but yeah, you know what? Oh, you know I'm, what? I'm sitting there complimenting like our rival fan base. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We probably made a lot of Nebraska fans that day. Those little kids were like, I like the red team. Yeah. Uh, do I make the joke? No, no you don't. You Let's don't. move on. No. Instead of waving. No, there there should be we no pointed, jokes here. We pointed and laughed. No. That no. Day, that wow. There are no jokes to be made. Oh, they are man. sick children. Sorry, triggered. You guys are snowflakes. I forgot. Uh, so we forgot, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Connor, you made the point about just because a tradition's old doesn't mean it's good. Correct. So this was started in 2017, the wave. That so it's yeah. new. Exactly. Yeah. And it's number two on and the It's list. a great tradition. Number one. Something Ohio State. Yeah. Of fucking course it is. What is it? I don't fucking care. What is it? Beating Michigan? No. <laughs> it's something that they do before games. Oh, it's the best damn band in the land? Yep. Oh, yeah. the fucking Script. band where they hit the... Dot the I. Yep. Yeah. It's when they dot the I. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, but it's not the best tradition in the no. big time. I mean... Okay, now let's read, let's read the thing. Could there be any other... Even opposing fans that come to home games at Ohio State and stay in their seats to watch the best damn band in the land march through the spelling of the word Ohio. At the end of it, a sousaphone player takes to the top of the formation to dot the I. It brings chills every time and is actually a very complex coordination that to takes who? a lot of rehearsal. I've seen it in person. It did not give me chills. Yeah. I was actually going to not watch it, but the line for beer was so long. Oh. So was it really? No. It brings chills to the parents of that sousaphone player and exactly nobody else. Yeah, I would say I, I like the wave being at number two. I would put jump around at number one. Um, Penn State's wide out. Penn State I say at Penn, three. Penn State wide out is one. I Again, I'm biased or biased. I would put the Husker tunnel walk at four. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Michigan's, I, I just, Michigan's banner. That's weak. Michigan Every, banner. Terrible. Michigan Every, banner, if it's on the list, is near the But back. honestly, Michigan's history and tradition is weak. Like they, they're one almost natty. In '97, that's it. Half nat. Like when I, yeah. when Jared and I went to the Michigan game, I was like, "They've really only won one." And he's like, "Yeah, that's like the thing." Technically, they won one. And it, there's they freaking all, asterisk around that. The most yeah. winningest program, technically, a lot of wins, a lot of wins, not natties, but but, but not when yeah. it mattered. So here's a, a not comment. when it mattered. <laughs> a commenter said, "Every children's football league runs through a banner." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it said, "That's funny." <laughs> Michigan doesn't even run through the thing. <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> okay, um, okay. So speaking of the tunnel walk, and or I'm sorry, the Spe fourth quarter, the fourth quarter, right when Nebraska plays Thunderstruck. Listen, I love ACDC. I love listen. I love the song Thunderstruck. It's but it, there's yeah. been like a lot of. Some talk about, hey, what if we change the song? Yeah. You know, a lot of people mention, let me clear my throat during the Riley era. And people are like, what if we changed the song of Thunderstruck to something else? Now, how do you guys want to go about this? We'll let you start and we'll work our way around okay. and finish with Kyle. So, if I were to change the song. If we, now, we've agreed that. Nobody gets to pick a song we've used before, correct? Right. Yes. Right. It's okay. got to be like, a, like unique. It's got to be somewhat unique. Yeah. I guess. Right. I mean, some of the songs that we pick, we'll see. Um, this was hard because look, my musical taste isn't always conducive to uh, get a yeah, niche to a crowd of yeah. eighty thousand, like mass. Well, especially when approval. 
75 percent of them are blue hairs yeah yeah what's so, this rah-rah music <laughs> we want to hear the irish jig where's billy joel yeah um this no, was hard billy joel's good but he sucks um i was thinking you know like he does suck i was thinking of like pantera right but gosh i don't want to scare everybody so i chose to go with them bones by allison chains mike hit it louder <laughs> Okay, you can hit pause. Now, again, I fully recognize that I'm going to be one of maybe 15 people headbanging to this song. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else is looking That's at not us. true. People will headbang. They won't know the words, but they will headbang to that song. That's right. true. Especially with the fire. Under the lights. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We release bats into the air at the same time. How dare you compare Lane Staley to a bat? And guess what? Immediately, immediately that makes that list. It would be like top five on that list already. Yeah. (laughs) Connor, what is yours? All right. So going into my pick, I went back to when I was in high school, we used to play uh, pickup football games actually at the field at Millard South High School. Millard South? Millard South. We got to have a shout out. Yeah. Always. Every fucking episode. I hate that I had to do it this episode. Um, But this was a song that when we would roll up to the field, got played every single week as we'd roll up. And it is Can't Be Touched by Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, that's where he's that one. I was that on the song there. would be awesome. I would love that. Yeah, but I could only imagine playing that, and we're down by two scores. Right, <laughs> yeah. like, can't be stopped. We were. We can't be touched. We were. We were. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. That's a good point. All right, uh, we'll, we'll jump to mine. Uh, the reason I chose this one is because when I played football, KWAA football for the Cowboys. Let's go. This is what we play to get pumped up. And I'm like, you know what? This will pump some people up. Oh, so what is it? I chose We Ready by Archie Eversol. I feel the master. I feel we ready. Yeah, this is so Mike. <laughs> Can you imagine like a seven-year-old Mike just going nuts? Oh, yeah. Helmet on, just headbutting lockers. <laughs> Again, imagine any of these songs being played down two scores. Yeah. There's no good way about it. No, there is. There is. Yeah. And now we move on to Kyle. (laughs) Yes. Okay, look. I'm not even going to tell you. Look, I'm not even going to tell you the name, who sings it, but I will explain to you why I chose this afterwards. Go ahead, Mike. Fire. Right, go ahead, Mike. You're gonna sworn tiny Tim you was just, in the room with you us. You just said it. Look, if if we're losing, if we're losing, everybody's real sad. 
everybody's sitting in their in their seats, and everybody's like, you know, like tiptoe. You know, everybody's still getting jazzed up, and they think we're straight up sociopaths sitting up in that stadium. Eighty thousand people screaming to that. Oh yeah, it'll give anybody nightmares. <laughs> tiptoe through the tulips by Tiny Tim. Well, by here's Tiny Tim. Here's the thing, though. It's like I feel like I'm watching Insidious, right? Right. Yeah, and maybe that would just terrify the opposing team where they're just like, I don't want to be here. Anymore. Like it kind of psychs them out. 80, psychological warfare yeah, type I mean, stuff. 90,000 people getting ready to haunt you in your dreams. Sure. Holy crap. Yep. I didn't even think about it that way. Yep. Genius. What's a bigger mind fuck? Tiptoe through the tulips or fruit salad by the wiggles? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of that. It? Are you going to play it, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I could. No, we didn't have that one queued up. How does yeah. that go again? Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Yeah, okay. And that's all <laughs> that's, I know. I think that's all they that, say. Yeah, that's that's the only words I know. That's not true. There's more to that. Yeah, Mike has a kid, so. What about? I've... Wow. And today, we're Oh, here's an ad. No free plugs. Oh, no, it, it's not an ad. From Sesame Street. Yeah, Cookie Monster, Elmo. Yummy, yummy. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Salad. This is the version I have yummy, to listen to it with my daughter. So, look, that's all they say. Yummy, no wait, there's no. a yummy yummy, yummy fruit salad. Hey, that's let's go. It's still the same words. They're just awful. a different that order. Guy, I hear that shit in my sleep. That guy on that song is <laughs> giving you his all. Wow. Wow. Yes. So yeah, winning, you can, you can book your No Block No Rock uh, music tour if you'd like. Oh yeah, we'll it set will you not up. be good. Yeah, <laughs> winning, winning. Okay, now I really don't have anything else on the agenda. We could talk about the top coaches in the Big Ten. That was a list that was recently released. Okay, hold where, on, real real quick. Where was the rule? Right, right before we got, right before we get to that, yeah. I, you had a little page up there about Brandon Baker. That dude is getting. He he's asking for a third official visit at Nebraska. Oh, so that five star lineman that originally came with Dylan. He ain't coming here. You don't think so? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Well, nope. 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 It's on the record. I, so I'm just saying he asked for a third official visit. Cool. There is a little bit of hope. Mike says no. That's happen. all I wanted to it say. It ain't happening. No, I'm unfortunately. Not saying, not unfortunately. Saying that. I like that he's asking for a third visit. I heard that yeah. he's going to uh, Oregon. Yeah, people you like, heard that? That's what I've read. Your sources? I don't have sources. You have sources. Do a Google search. That's it. <laughs> you have a Google search. You're right, yeah, yeah. Jeez, Mike. He ain't playing with Dylan. What a podcast that we do. Just Google yeah. it. Just yeah. Google it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. We just bring it. I don't topics. talk about guys that will not be wearing <laughs> the scarlet and cream. All right? We'll see. That'd be cool. Hey, man. You only get That'd a limited be very number. Cool. You only yeah. get a limited number of official visits, so. It's cool. Yeah. Asking for a third. I like it. Okay, who do you think you guys? Who do you think is number one on the Ryan coaches Day. list? Jim it's Harbaugh. Ryan Day. It's either Ryan Day or Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Well, you said Day. I, I, I'm sticking with Day. Harbaugh. Who do you think? Uh, I think Harbaugh. Absolutely Harbaugh. Which number, makes number two Ryan, Ryan Day. Day. Born on third base, Ryan Day. Yep. Yeah. Should Ryan Day be number two? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying he should, but I'm also not saying that he should. I would take Ryan Day in heartbeat. Just saying. Wait, where is uh, where is Pat Fitzgerald ranked? <laughs> Let's that see. I'm still, I'm still scrolling. Um, 
14, uh, David Braun, Northwestern. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, damn. That that Okay, you know what? Where He's, do you where do you think he we, would be? We talk about Ryan Day before the allegations. Is that what you're saying? Before all this horse 14 dropped. 6. Stop. No, he'd be, be ahead six. of Rutgers. I think he would have been 6. 13. No, you think Pat Fitzgerald would be ranked 13? Oh, you're talking you I thought you were talking about Braun. Pat, Pat Fitzgerald before all Pat this Pat Fitzgerald went before that uh, six, seven. Just like kind of. Uh, like, like he'd, he'd be mid-tier, just like slightly above mid-tier, which would be like six. I, I six. think six or seven. Right? I, I mean, immediately said six. What do you, what do you think? I'm not, I'm not putting him mid-tier. I mean, he's been to multiple big, big Ten championships. He won a game last year. Mul- multiple nine-win seasons. Yeah. He's been to multiple championships. Yeah. Big, big Ten. Big Ten championships. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, didn't win, but he won a game still last went. year too. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Considering um, considering like the academic if, if you, stuff that they have. Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah. So let's look at it and maybe this is recency bias and actually that's exactly what it is. But I'm ignoring not ignoring, but for the sake of this conversation, ignoring the allegations. Um with the performance of last season, honestly, if I with that recency bias, I'm probably dropping him near nine or ten. Oh, uh, that was my first reaction, just because over, he did not, he did not, he did not uh, adjust to the to the transfer portal era well. No, but, I but was if you saying, look over his career, like if you yeah. look at the scope of his career, that's where I put him in that six seven area. I was just saying that I bet that article would have him very high because people loved loved. He was yeah. an institution, Pat Fitzgerald. You know what they called him, right? Coach, boyfriend. I thought they called him Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did the clap, but he didn't call him Shrek. Gotcha. Oh, sorry. Ugh, sorry, Northwestern fans. Now you have. Hold on. What's his name? All right. Um, number three. Ron, Ron. <laughs> number three. Um. That's easy. James Franklin. James Franklin. Yeah, I uh, was better recruiter than coach. Probably is. Okay, now I want to know about four and five. I swear it's to four, God. I swear to God. Know, if it, is, is it fucking Kirk? No, it's PJ. No. Is it Kurt? Luke? No way. No, what? Fickle. He, yeah. No. You he know who I, I would have ahead of all of them? He hasn't even coached in the Big Ten yet. Brett Fuck Bielema you. would be up there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We Brett the, would be there. Luke Fickle does four. not. Like, Luke Fickle is a great coach. I will stand by that statement. I am not taking anything away he from that man. He's not coached a single game in the yes, Big he Ten. He's, oh, as a head was, coach? Yes. Yes, he has. I was going to interim. say that, and I had to correct myself, and you said it out of my head before I could stop you. Interim. He was an interim coach oh, at Ohio State. Fuck that. I don't count it. So he has head coached in the Big Ten, but he is not. He's not number he's four. He's unproven. I would put him at like eight. Him, him and Rule should be around six, seven, eight, somewhere in that range. They're both high-caliber coaches, not six. but not again, six. Not, neither I, of them should I'm be saying six. In between six to eight, somewhere in that range, but like none of them have proven themselves in the Big Ten. Again, you say he coached what one game as an interim and lost to Nebraska too. Yeah, no. gross. It was like the whole season for Jim Trussell. It was like, yeah, it was the yeah, whole season. The whole season. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. He's coached an entire year in the Big Ten. I, I don't know. Me, I, yeah, I, like, I like Luke Fickle, but I, I can't put him that high. Brett Bielema has actually won Big Ten titles. Yeah. He, Bielema so deserves that. Therefore, hey, I listen, would put him high. On like, this list, Bielema next. We're going to have to scroll a little bit to get to Bielema. That's You're wild let's keep to going. me. All right. So, so far, Arbaugh, Day, Franklin, Fickle, Kirk, Ference, number five. 
Didn't he Not lose surprising. to Nebraska last year? He sure did. <laughs> he sure did. The longest tenured coach entering the season. I w- He's I mean, been there probably since having five or six anyways, though. I'm not going to lie. Probably would have been six. Okay. Number six, our boy. Matt Rule. Matt Rule, number six. Wow. Okay. I, again, see, I, that's where I was putting it. Was six to eight. Now, now I don't want to say that you're being hypocrites. Yeah, I'm just getting I, ready to say I that. I don't think he <laughs> should be there, though. I said that's six fair. to eight. That's exactly he what I said. He has not coached a game in the Big Ten. And okay. me, I maybe like eight... At the high, what if Matt Rule is fourth on here? And they go, oh, 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 okay, yeah, no, no. I, I still would have called that out. I still would have called. I that know, out. I know. I'm just giving you. No, crap. I don't. No, him um, and Fickle should not be that high on the list. So let's see. The former Penn State linebacker is an outstanding fit at Nebraska and ranks as one of the top hires of the cycle. Re- rebuilding programs is an area that Rule has thrived at. He's ahead of Mel Tucker. Okay. He's All right. Mel so, Tucker's next. So he, Matt Rule is ahead of. P.J. Fleck. <clears throat> is, is Fleck next? Fleck is next at seven. Fleck should be so Mel Tucker has Matt to be. Rule. He should be ahead of Luke Fickle. I think yeah, Fleck my should opinion, be I hate him. I hate P.J. Fleck. Look. Yeah. But he should be right after Ference, way after Bielema. I, that's just my opinion. I don't there, know. Yeah. No one likes P.J. Fleck. Not even Minnesota fans. Um, that's a lie. They like him. but fuck him. Marissa liked him. Uh, yeah. But Love. There is one thing that is undeniable about P.J. Flack, and it's the fact that the guy can coach. He deserves maybe a little bit higher of a spot. I don't care what his face looks like. He can coach. Yeah, he can coach. Yeah. Okay, number eight. Mel Tucker. Has to be. Brett Bielema. Oh, okay. Number yeah, eight. Okay. okay. I forgot Brett was Number nine has to be Mel Tucker. Number nine is indeed Mel Tucker. What a... F- I mean, gosh... If we were doing this list last who, year, who, Mel Tucker would probably be third. Yeah. Who yeah. made, who made oh, yeah. this list? Uh, Athlon. Okay. okay. So it's not just some like fan site. It's yeah. not. Like, it's not Buckeyes. Buckeyes. Com. It's not MelTucker.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mel Tucker. I mean, I don't want to say this is a pivotal season because he just signed that huge contract. 90 mil. Woo. Is that now he's was? number nine. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Okay. 10. Greg Schiano. Okay. Now this is a guy that like we would always talk about like oh he's a, he's a scrappy guy you know you don't want to play him because he's hard nosed and his teams are tough yawn but it's like that shine is kind of worn off a little bit do you remember that yeah. whole controversy at Tennessee yes almost burned the freaking campus down sing us a song young Shiano man <laughs> <laughs> okay number eleven I don't think we're gonna have much thoughts I mean Mike Loxley. At Maryland. Maryland. I have no thoughts. You know, as much as people don't want Nebraska in the Big Ten, I mean, yikes. Wasn't he Uh, part of that scandal with the whole, uh, like, uh, heat? Well, the player player player. that died? Yeah. Um, Or did they hire him No, I think Loxley hired. He was hired after that. Yeah. Um, He's a Bama guy. Yeah. Loxley was. Uh, Tom Allen at Indiana. Ryan Walters at Purdue. And then David Braun. So Ryan Walters, I don't know. I don't know what to make of him yet. I mean, obviously he doesn't coach a game, but like the direction that they're going in and stuff, it's like it's admirable because he's a defensive guy. But I feel like at Purdue, you can, I don't know, slinging it has just kind of been, I mean, Drew Brees, Kyle Orton. And then, I mean, you just go back to, so I don't know. That's just like what they've been known for, just like slinging it. And David Blau was good. And quick, quick, I don't know. Where did Rutgers end up on that list? Uh, Ten. T- Ten, yeah, yeah, ten. So, my question, and I, I feel like um, 
obviously there's no way to not factor it into this decision, but with the Northwestern scandal, this seems very, very recency. Like again, I've mentioned recency bias a number of times, but I mean, Northwestern historically, I mean, over the last five years hasn't been too bad. I mean, Rutgers right. has been kind of a fucking dumpster fire for yeah, a while. Um, so I, I don't know. Yeah, this was posted I, nine hours ago. So. Does it does yeah. it say does it say why Brett Bielema is so low? Well, let's I, go. I feel like this is about the strength of programs, and in addition, you know, the the coach that they've got at the helm there. If you look at coaching, I I don't totally agree with that list. If you're looking at just coaching and nothing else, well, if I remember, it was a few weeks ago, the BTN or something posted a graphic that was like, "Who's the best coach in the Big Ten? Mm. and it was like, Day Harbaugh. And Franklin, and then it said other. And then Brett Bielema tweeted at it and was like, how about the guy that's won two Big Ten titles and blah, 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 blah. I mean, he yeah. went to the Rose Bowl like three years in a row. Yeah. yeah. like the, Brett Bielema's a dog. Now, yeah. you could argue that that was the Alvarez effect and he was a plug-and-play coach because they, unlike our situation where we've gone through coaching revolving doors, Wisconsin's done it too, and they've continued to stay the course. So you could just argue that maybe he was just the puppet of how Barry Alvarez thing, but still. You could say that until you look at him just going to Illinois and then turning them into a top five defense and yeah. and having success there the yeah. first you know, so. like you you could say that oh, without yeah. the evidence of him going to Illinois. Yeah. But with Illinois, I'm like Brett Bielema? Dog. Dog. He's a big dog. Bert. Big boy. Big Bert. He's a big boy. Uh I mean doesn't I mean the way that they blurb this is not like a negative thing. It's just like Illinois has shown a marked improvement under Bielema. Um, the big change of the Big Ten was exa- exactly what Bielema needed after Arkansas. So nothing bad, just like. Yeah. But when you see eight, it's like, well, that's kind of. I mean, you could honestly yeah. bottom half. Look at his yeah. look at his uh, credentials, and then go look at Ryan Day's credentials or or James Franklin credentials, and it's well, it's up there. Mm-hmm. Ryan Day, so born I, on third base. I'm gonna born go on little, third base. I'm gonna go a little friendly fire here. Matt Rule doesn't deserve to be ranked above Brett Bielema right now. No, he, I, I I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, I like that's friendly fire. I get it, but again, like Bielema has a track record of success in the Big Ten. Rule does not have that right now. Yeah, I think the biggest like, takeaway we can take from this list is like the Big Ten might not be winning Natty's. But given that their recruiting classes are usually lower than SEC schools, the best coach conference in the nation. I would in totally my agree. Opinion. I would totally agree with that. Like these other coaches in the South, they you have those about hot born beds. on third base. Most of the SEC coaches are yeah. born on third base because yeah. given of, their talent and recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. And you think of Ryan Day, born on third base. It's just like, yeah, you're right. All these other schools with fertile fertile recruiting grounds where they could stand on their front porch, throw a rock, hit a four-star in the head. Yeah. Hey, come to my, come visit. Oh, okay. I like see ball, get ball. <laughs> yeah, just that easy for them. But in the Big Ten, like you're out in the middle of the country. It's cold. No, you're, you're in the Midwest. Cold. No matter where Midwest. you're at in the Big Ten, you're in the Midwest. <laughs> anyway. You Dude. could be in Michigan. You could be in Minnesota. You could be in Canada. Doesn't matter. You're in the Midwest. Yeah. Do you want to know what's great for Midwestern recruiting? Climate change. Melt those polar ice caps. Yeah, Let's baby. flood the South out. They're going to sure. have to come to Nebraska eventually. 
Then we get all those recruits. Conspiracy Connors. Tus- Tuscaloosa back at it again. is gone. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is big Big Ten, Bruh. just destroying the environment to bring those recruits up to the Midwest. Are they going to call that Prop Forty Nine though, and have something against Nebraska at that point? Oh, stop. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, Prop Forty Eight <laughs> was a rule designed to shut down what was Nebraska. So would Prop Forty Nine be global warming? Dude. Now everybody's coming to Nebraska. More fossil fuels. <laughs> yes. Yeah. More cow farts. That's what we I'm going to make a conspiracy hey. Connor shirt and just wear it every month. Here, here's yeah. what I need every Nebraska fan to do. Get your can of hairspray and just spray it in the air. Yeah. For just what was it? The what was whole bottle. Aquanet. That's what they had in the 80s, right? Aquanet. <laughs> we are on our way to a natty, boys. <laughs> yes, we are. Global warming. Okay, guys. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, we're good. I'm good. Have we hit, have we hit the, the wall? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, at NBNR Podcast, on Spotify, on Apple. Go hit us up. Give us a five-star review. We need it. We need you, dear listener. It helps us move up the charts. We'd really appreciate your support. Okay, let's sign off. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. And Connor Cavillac. As always, beat Minnesota in GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love water. He's a junkyard dog. Hey. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> got it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production. <laughs>